Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo with Patrick and Jamie. Uh, this one is exciting. I'm excited about it because it's going to be a weird Bible story. I think when we look at Bible stories in general, we think that they're uh, just kind of like the ones you remember from maybe growing up in the church or when you were young. You hear about you know Noah and the ark and God creating the world and some of the stories that you, know, you hear about Jesus and, and King David and and maybe even Samson or some of those other stories that that just seem to uh, be very normal. However, I think we forget that there's some weird Bible stories out there, right, Pat? Yeah, there's there's a few weird stories, and I've talked. Uh, my thing is, I like weird, so I've talked about a lot of weird Bible stories, and it's cool to kind of see that the Bible has some different things, and. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike other devos we've done today, we're only going to be talking about two verses, not a whole passage, not a whole thing, two simple story, two simple verses, a simple story. And it's from second Kings chapter two. And we're going to look at verses 23 through 25. So Jamie, if you're all ready, how about you, uh, go ahead and read it for us. Okay, here we go. Second Kings chapter 2 verses 23 through 25 from there elisha went up to bethel as he was walking along the road some boys came out of the town and jeered at him get out of here baldy they said get out of here baldy he turned around looked at them and called down a curse on them in the name of the lord then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of the boys. And he went on to Mount Carmel from there, returned to Samaria. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's thanks be to wow. God. This is in the Bible. So we have to. I know. I know. That. I know. I'm just, I, I'm just, I read this and it's. It's a unique story in the Bible, that's for sure. But there's a lot that we can talk about. Uh, weird and unweird. You know, there's some historical things that were happening that aren't addressed in this Bible passage. I guess we'll 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 take a slice at this with uh, going one verse at a time. Verse 23. From a, from there, Elijah went up to Bethel as he was walking along the road. Some boys came out of town and jeered at him. Now, Ugh. jeered, I didn't know this until yes. I Googled it, basically means just uh, making fun of. They're, they're making yeah. fun of him. And they're making fun of him because he was bald. Now, that that is the first historical thing I kind of want to address. Jamie, well, do, you, okay. do you know why Elijah was bald? You know, I've heard some things about it, Patrick. I've heard some theories on it. And, um, I do, I do think I have an idea, but I want you to be able to say it because it sounds like you've done your homework and I don't <laughs> want to say something that is against what your homework is. So, <laughs> so, uh, let me know why was Elisha a baldy? Elisha was a baldy because he had just gone through processing the death of his best friend, Elijah. Whoa. And yes. um, historically at that time, when a major life event happened, 
um, to you in your life to show that you were processing that mourning it, um, dealing with change, you would, people would shave their hair completely off and be completely bald. So that way other people in the community kind of knew, Oh, that person is going through a hard time or that person just like had a big change in their life. Uh, things like that. So for Elijah to be made fun of about being bald by these boys that were um, apparently a lot of them because the bears ate 42 of them. Uh, like for Elijah was probably a very even like deeper emotional thing than just being made fun of that he's bald. Is that what you've heard? I have. I've heard some different concepts of him being bald. One of them being or having some idea that that prophets or people who would serve uh, would do that and be bald. I've also heard a couple of things about how baldness in this particular time, in some ways it was contrary because like like you were talking about Elijah and I think it's important to talk about Elijah. Elijah was like the like crazy powerful prophet guy Mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And, and when you look at him and you look at like the, the acts of power that God did sort of through him, mm-hmm. um, it's like intimidating because he was like super powerful. And, and so like, f- for example, when Elijah like went on, Elijah was one of two people in the Bible who it doesn't say they died. Uh, he went, he rode up to heaven in a chariot of fire, which sounds pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah. And when he did, Elisha was like, uh, you know, give me a double portion of, of that guy's like, you know, prophetic power. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get, you know, I want, I want whatever that guy had. Um, and so, so when we see that, we see that there's Elijah, Elijah and Elisha kind of like, they don't always go together, but like you mentioned, they do, they do come together. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then too, long hair sometimes was seen as, um, a sign of strength. And so, What's hard with this is like in, I just looked at a commentary. There's no like evidence externally outside of the Bible that would think that someone being bald would mean that they were a prophet. There was some sign that they were a prophet. And it could just, it could actually just be that he was, that he was bald. (laughs) And in some way, I know. And in some ways what we, what we know um, is that his buddy Elisha was actually pretty hairy. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Right? How how in the world do we know that? Well, okay. So here's the verse. Second Kings one eight says they replied he had a garment of hair, and a leather belt around mm-hmm. his waist, and so part of this like garment of hair idea. There's some, and again, this is like kind of speculative, but you kind of reach out and say if he has a garment of hair, uh, that has to have been his, and it, like he was a very hairy person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that hair was somehow a sign of strength or, you know, and, and even in the old Testament, when we see like King David and even, uh, Absalom for that matter, it talks about their hair and, and, and that being like a sign of, of power or something like that. So I could see where, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I could see where someone could mock you. And, and so one of the thoughts here is that maybe these people are going after Elisha because they see that he's not as hairy as Elijah and that he probably is just like not good enough. Right. <laughs> that he's like less than Elijah, which also fits in with what you said about 
him mourning his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and even today, man, everyone has different mourning rituals. Like you think about it, even in our own country, different parts of the country, people celebrate differently. Like my right. kids have been paying attention to this whole coffin dance meme thing. And <laughs> you know, right. it, you don't have to look it up, but basically the idea is in Ghana, when someone passes away, there's this elaborate dance that people can pay for to get done where these guys, the pallbearers, like dance and kind of celebrate. And there's like guys with drums and trumpets and, and like morning ritual there. It's, it's just different. It's not what you would see here. Right. Um, in the Midwest, when someone passes away, they usually have like a viewing, which is kind of like a crazy thing. <laughs> right. Um, where you, in, in, a lot of times in the churches, like when they plan out a church, they're like, okay, is there enough room to get like a casket to the front of the church for the viewing and for the, you know, the open casket memorial services. Right. Uh, East coast that is well in California where we're at. Um, people don't like that. They're like, no, no, no. We, we do a, you know, memory of life or a memorial of someone's life, a celebration of their life. Right. It's kind of a little different, you know? And, and I don't, you know, and again, I'm not here to say that any one way is better than the other. Cause I don't think that's true. I think it's, it's cultural for where you're at. But back then, you know, if, if shaving your head is the thing, man, okay, that makes, that kind of makes sense. It's like kind of a sign of like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing great. I'm kind of in mourning. Right. Um, you know, today people will shave their heads uh, out of empathy and solidarity with folks who are going through cancer treatments. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. To be able to go, to be able to go and, and to, to kind of celebrate with people. Uh, who are mourning or at least mourn with them. So, so I get it. But here's the thing that I know is exactly the same today. Hmm. Youths like to make fun of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> now they make fun of each other, their peers. They make fun of adults and some, some youth even make fun of themselves and they're like the class clown style. Right. And, and so the, and I even looked this up, the word that they use for youths here, it's not children, it's not small boys or little children. There's other Hebrew words that would work for that. Um, it's, it's people who are like adolescents or early marrying age. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking about people who may be late high school, college, maybe even, you know, up to like 25. <laughs> These are just, they're not like full grown uh, established, you know, men. And I think about this cause like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. That they're sitting around mocking a prophet. And why well, there's so many of them. Like why, yeah. why is it so many like, of them doing that? Why are they all hanging around yeah. together, making fun of people? Like that's kind of a weird thing to do. Yeah. I mean, at least 40, there's at least 42 of them. It sounds like they set up there and would like make fun of anyone that would come through. Like it was their, their game or something. Yeah. I mean, gosh, if, if think about it, like if you're walking on the road and there's like posted up, like maybe it's 50, maybe it's a hundred young men who just shout out insults at whoever walks by, like, would you go on that road? No. And I, I, and I would avoid that road. And if I didn't know that was the case and I'm cruising along that road, I would probably turn around as soon as I started hearing the, the ruckus of the group and, and run. <laughs> it's like, I, if these guys Seriously. are like shouting, you know, they way outnumber me. I don't I, I want to have nothing with this. And here's the other thing. The place where they're at is a significant place. It's a place, it's a site of, of ministry mm. for, um, Elijah. 
mm-hmm. um, and and for his his prophetic kind of you know work that he did. Right. And so, like, even you know, we see here, uh, verse twenty five says, and he went on to Mount Carmel, which is which is a big deal. Um, it's in and, and so in First Kings eighteen, it tells us that. Um, He's asked to summon the people from all over Israel to meet on Mount Carmel hmm. um, and to also bring up the uh, prophets of Baal, which is the false guy. So, like, this is where, like, there's been some very significant movements of God at this place. And so these guys along the road are, like, telling him to get out of here. They're like, telling him to, like, kind of, like don't do your ministry. Yeah. And that's kind of a, that's kind of a dangerous place to be when you're mocking someone who is supposed to be doing ministry. Now, I don't know, Pat, has that ever happened to you when God's called you to do something and people are mocking you because of it? I think the closest that I've probably ever experienced to something like that is when I, maybe when I was in elementary school, middle school, and maybe even a little bit in high school, you know, telling people about my faith and, what mm. I believe and having awkward conversations about that. But I don't know if I've ever been jeered at for a ministry that I'm doing. I don't know if I've ever ex- experienced that, but I can, I can certainly see how like, that's probably something that missionaries deal with a lot, you know, going somewhere uh, where Christianity isn't a, isn't a big deal or isn't really very much known about and going and trying to do ministry in those places. You know, I think of my friends that do ministry in Pakistan. That's probably some, this is probably, they can probably relate to this story in a way different way. Now, I don't think that they are, you know, calling down curses and bears are showing up and eating the people that are, you know, making fun of them for the ministry that they're doing. (laughs) But I, I do think that they can relate to this story in a different way. You know, the clo- I, mean, I haven't, again, I live in Southern California. There's most ministry in Southern California. And and uh, Southern California is a fairly open-minded place, uh, right. which generally means that if you have, you know, an idea about God, uh, an understanding of God, and you want to tell people about it, um, or you want to do ministry, um, folks are like, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt me, go for it. And that's right. nice. That's a nice thing about, about where we're at. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when I, I went to do some outreach into uh, a part of Los Angeles that was not known for being a very safe place. And we were doing ministry there, and I was with some high school students, and um, we were at a, a food distribution site. And at this food distribution site, they had a big panel van where they go and get they would go get food from the food banks and bring it there so that local people could get uh, food for free. And some gang members had tagged up the side of this van and they had, you know, put a bunch of, of gang signs and all sorts of stuff on the side of it. Mm -hmm. And so the person who ran the, the little kitchen area, uh, said, Hey, would you guys please like, here's some paint, here's some rolls. Could you just like with, (laughs) with rollers, could you paint the side of this van? And I'm like, sure, no problem. We'll do it. So we're painting the graffiti off the side of the van. You know, no big deal. Everything seems fine. We're out on the street corner. And these guys roll up uh, slowly, windows down, and they start yelling at us. Whoa. And kind of like this, they didn't, you know, make fun of me for being bald, but they did yell at us. They said, get out of here. Like, and, you know, with some 
more choice language. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't want you here. Get out of here, kind of a thing. Hmm. And at the time, I was like, I was so offended by it, right? Mm-hmm. Like instantly, I was like offended, and then I was like, oh, I hope you know, I hope that's as far as they go. I right. hope they don't, you know, try to run us out of here. And then the coolest thing happened. Uh, this lady pulls up in a school bus. She was driving a school bus, but there weren't any kids. It was like in between shifts. She pulls over, like in the middle of the road, gets out and says, you don't listen to them. Wow. She's like, we are glad that you're here. Thank you for what you're doing. And you come back anytime. Hmm. And then she took off, right? Wow. So like... (laughs) For me, I had that instant moment of, okay, what we're doing is right. We're in the right place. Not everyone thinks the same way. Um, this is a, you know, this is good. So, so in some ways, I feel like the youths that, that Elisha was dealing with uh, were very much like people who want to talk down to folks who are doing what God has asked them to do. Hmm. Now there's a whole nother layer of this is, is the worship of false gods. Mm-hmm. And at this time it was very tangible. There was like, you know, uh, there were things that were set up for false gods, like places of worship for false gods. There were prophets for the false gods. It was kind of like an epic battle scene of these, of these uh, false gods versus the true God. And, and Elisha had had this big kind of battle and, and, you know, God, the real God won the battle. Uh, and so um, we get into this verse here, verse 24. Uh, you know, he turned around, looked at them, and called down a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And when it says in the name of the Lord, it's the specific name of God. It's not, you know, he called it down in the name of God. It's He called it down in the name of, and the word we would use is Yahweh. Yeah. Uh, which is the specific name of God. Yeah. So, in my Bible, it's in my Bible, it's written with the little capital letters. So yeah, you know, it's like the you shorter know, all caps. You know it's yep, the, that's right. the true Lord. Yes, it's not a Lord. It's not um, a generic word for God. It is the specific name of the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob uh, that we that we know from the Old Testament. So. Um, and that's a big deal in the book of, uh, in the book of Kings and in the time of Elijah and Elisha, because that means that, um, that means that, uh, it's sort of opposed to any other false gods. Mm. And so, and so this was a place of battle where battle had happened between false gods and the real God and the real God had won. But I will say this, there'd been times where they took some losses you know, where they didn't, where God's prophets were being chased down and killed and, and it wasn't a good thing. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bad, sad things that happened. And so this, when we read it, we're like, what in the world? Like, this seems so out of left field. It seems so crazy. Mm -hmm. I think an earlier reader would, would read this and be like, yes, like God won. Yeah. God won this battle. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) right. Um, we have a different understanding of it. So, Patrick, we can't talk about bears oh. <laughs> uh, in the Bible without talking about some of our experience of bears. Is it out of out of line for you to think that a bear could maul 42 people? I, I think it would take one bear probably about five minutes to completely maul 21 people. 
maybe not like get all the cleaned up all the bones and you know you finished eating but i think you know one bear could probably mow down you know, at least 21 people in about five five or six minutes good grief <laughs> but i don't know that's like a total guess i don't know much about bears so well, you know, I've spent a lot of time up at, at a camp uh, that you've spent some time at, too. Done a lot of, when I worked there, part of my job was actually chasing bears around the camp. And um, I know that sounds crazy. Everyone, you know, everyone, whenever I talked to them about it, it was like, you're crazy. You, you must be, like, super brave. And I'm not. I'm not super brave. It's just you get used to it. At a certain point, you clap your hands, you run at a bear. It'll run away from you. But... But I will say this, and this this I've known forever. A bear, in any bear, really even a, like a small one, is stronger than you. And you just have to know that. Even if you're like a really strong person, the bear's stronger than you. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not going to win a wrestling contest with a bear. Uh, a bear, and here's the other thing, a bear can run faster than you. And I have firsthand experience of that. You know, thankfully it wasn't myself, uh... I was watching a friend of mine who saw a bear and and he decided he was going to chase the bear down. Now, this guy had been a track star. Uh, <laughs> he was actually very gifted at running the 400 meter. Wow. And he was fast and he had good shoes on and it was on kind of softer ground, but, you know, pretty good. And he, he just, he actually told me before this, he's like, I want to chase a bear and I want to actually touch a bear by the end of the summer. Wow. <laughs> Uh, crazy guy. Yeah. And so this bear was right with him and he just did full sprint running as fast as he could at the bear. And I was watching the whole thing go down. The bear started galloping away from him and the bear and him were at an even pace. And I'm like, he might get the bear. He might get the bear. The bear turned its head, saw him and then just hit a whole nother gear and was gone. <laughs> wow. It was like, oh my gosh, it was just so stunning to see how fast a bear could actually run dang not only can is a bear stronger than you not only is a bear faster than you a bear can climb better than you can oh yeah uh if you ever watch a bear climb a tree they'll go 60 feet 100 feet up a tree without even thinking about it their their claws are just really good at grabbing onto trees uh bears can actually swim that's another <laughs> thing uh and they can swim they can swim faster than most people can swim i've seen them do it i have had no idea <laughs> no idea. They can swim. So, and maybe to demonstrate kind of the best or most powerful thing I have I think I saw a bear do. I did see a bear do it, but um, uh, I saw it right after it happened. Uh, there was a guy who, who went up to the camp. He drove a little Toyota pickup truck, a lot like the one you have, Patrick. He left a yogurt cup in the pickup truck. And that's like no big deal. You're like, whatever, a yogurt cup. Maybe a bear might smell it and want to sniff it. This monster bear uh, came up to his truck at night, about 9 or 10 at night, sat on the hood of his pickup truck, <laughs> took his claw, and then in one swoop folded the windshield in half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just took the windshield. And windshields are tough. They're made out of really strong glass. Uh, they're made not to really break. Um, this bear just crunched, folded the windshield in half, oh crawled in, crawled out and and just took care of business now i've heard things like bears ripping doors off of cars uh they're strong they're very strong creatures so yeah yes i do think that it is possible the other thing that's unique about this is not that the bears attack people um that is kind of unique because generally bears don't do that 
It's that the two bears are working together. Yeah, that's interesting. That's something I've never I've never seen two bears uh, work together. I've seen moms and cubs, but I've never seen like two adult mature bears working together for a common goal. Yeah, and I think one thing where we didn't discuss is bears are faster. They can swim better. They can do all. They can climb, but they got like some wicked claws. I cannot imagine <laughs> the feeling of getting raked by a bear. I mean, that just oh. would be, that'd be so terrible. Oh, you had to use the word raked, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can feel that. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. Don't even know. I, you know, that is that is intimidating. The, I will tell you, you know, the most scared that I've ever been is being in rooms where bears have broken in, and I have to go. I'd have to go in there and just check them out. <laughs> To make sure that the bear was gone. Surprise! Um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, I don't know how I got that job. Uh, but like, what, what do you do if you find it? Ask it to leave? I don't know. I will tell you this though, Pat. This story has come in handy many times mm. when uh, youth at camp have mocked, uh, tried to mock any older people. All you have to do is is read this story and tell them there are bears outside, and usually that gets them to mellow out. Don't mock people. Because that's a good takeaway because you don't know. Don't mock people. That's right. Because you don't know what is hiding behind the, the corner, hiding around the corner. And you probably won't know what kind of power the person you're mocking has. Maybe they will confront you. Maybe they will send a bear. <laughs> Maybe they will send a bear in the name of the Lord. And I think it really comes down to don't mock what God is doing. Yeah, uh, it's real easy to kind of be judgy or to mock what God is doing, uh, but don't do it. Right. Uh, God, God is powerful. God's power will be revealed, uh, and uh, not a good idea. Right. Now, with all that said, I haven't heard of this happening uh, from you know any time recently. Right. In fact, this is the only time in the Bible that we see bears attacking youths. Yeah. So. You don't need to be worried, I think, about this coming up anytime soon. That's right. Well, thank you for joining us in today's Devo. It was kind of funny. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will talk to you again soon.